the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here on a solo mission as, uh, no kidding, uh, Nathaniel Lundy is locked out of his office. Somebody changed the locks in 2022 and uh, unfortunately could not get in. This is the Fade the Noise podcast. We've got one last act here in week 17 of the NFL season. The Steelers taking on the Cleveland Browns at tape time. Uh, Pittsburgh is laying two and a half with a total of 42 and a half. And, uh, you know, against a pair of very familiar foes, I think this is going to be a low scoring affair, much like the first game back at week eight, which finished 15 to 10. However, I believe the Cleveland Browns are going to prevail in this one. Uh, both these squads in must-win situations. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, this could be a swan song. The you know his final game played at Heinz Field. Uh, we're seeing some reports that maybe the Steelers are going to court him and try to sign him to a one-year extension, knowing how devoid of talent uh, this year's draft class is at the quarterback position, and also that uh, free agency. Uh, rather bone dry in terms of reliable options that could be available unless they were to spring a trade and maybe, you know, go out and get somebody with a cloudy view in Deshaun Watson via trade. But we'll see if this is indeed the final bow for Big Ben in front of the home faithful there. But I think Cleveland has got the better team right now. And I know that Baker Mayfield is down, uh, you know, several uh, integral players across the board and really just doesn't have a whole lot of depth and talent at the wide receiver position. But this is going to be a rub-a-dub-dub Nick Chubb game. The Chubb Club is going to be doling out top-shelf liquors, I believe, from start to finish. And as a result, uh, I think uh, Cleveland wins this thing by a final count of 22 to 20. So, yar, that's right, Captain Hook. I'm stiff-arming you. Derrick Henry style into oblivion and just tucking under. And I think Cleveland, again, takes this thing straight up. So if you want to sprinkle in a little action on the money line, uh, presently at DraftKings Sportsbook at plus 130, I don't hate it. With that, let's get to it on this Manic Monday edition with another Fade 5. Number five. All right, let's go and hop to it here. And let's get to our favorite player props. And like I said, man, I have been on a three-week uh, Arctic plunge, the polar vortex has set in. A lot of negative results. Uh, it's been upside down. It's been wild. It's been wacky, and it's been profitless for your boys. So by all means, fade these selections. Uh, ultimately, the opposite is bound to occur. And let's go ahead and start off with Najee Harris. And give me the under. on uh, 98.5 combined rush receiving yards, minus 115. At Caesars Sportsbook, you look at the last four games for the Brownies. They have earned their milk bones in the trenches, giving up just 4.06 yards per carry and 81.3 rush yards per game to the running back position. Now, five RBs have gone over this total against Cleveland this season, including Harris back in week eight, who on a tireless and exhaustive 26 carries, Rolled up 91 yards on the ground, had a touchdown, three catches for 29 yards. But again, that Browns unit a little bit different than this one. Uh, despite all the COVID issues, all the injury upheaval, uh, this is the healthiest that this Cleveland defense has been up front in quite some time. You know, Harris this season has uh, really posted numbers just sheerly on volume alone. 
a guy that is number one in the NFL in opportunity share, efficiency-wise, not getting it really done. 2.68 yards at a contact per attempt at his RB40, and he's forced to miss tackle just 17.1% of the time. He has gone over 98.5 combined yards eight times this season, so right down the middle when he has gone over and under on. But in this one, I think this number is just slightly aggressive. I think he finishes with right around 90 to 95 total yards. Again, just tucking under the 98 and a half. Number four. Moving on and living once again in the land down under. Uh, To quote the great men at work, give me Austin Hooper under 26 and a half receiving yards. Uh, You look at Hooper. uh, He went six targets, four catches for 26, just barely nudging under this number the last time out in week eight, but he has been under 26 and a half, nine times, nine times, nine. Dealer's been absent nine times, nine times this season. Uh, the target share is not really there. 14.1%. He's sharing the workload with Harrison Bryant, who's healthy now, and David Ajoku as well, seeing just 4.1 targets per game. Uh, and also, you know, he's a nickel and damer, uh, to quote Billy Raftery, not a guy that really stretches the field. Tight in 35 in yards per catch. Tied in 38 in yards per target at just 5.6. And Baker Mayfield has a 95.4 passer rating when targeting Hooper. Yikes. Uh, Pittsburgh has allowed the ninth fewest yards to plus size targets uh, this season. So, you know, pulled all together. I think Cooper gets some round three catches, 20 yards, but not much more. Again, under 26 and a half, hopefully. Make me some moolah. Number three. Sticking with the under theme. It's a popular one here. Uh, Give me the under on Baker Mayfield. 225.5 pass yards. Uh, Pull this line from FanDuel Sportsbook at minus 114. Uh, The code is six. Shh. Don't tell anybody. Uh, Unfortunately, the Pittsburgh Steelers know the code. Uh, and they are going to smother Baker Mayfield in this game. Uh, he has been under this uh, in six of his last seven contests. We'll see what his future holds for this Cleveland Browns organization. Uh, some insiders believing that they're going to stick by him. Again, again, it is it is not a great draft class expected in 2022 coming out of a college football and, of course, free agency as well. Uh, some scant quality options there, but Mayfield back in week eight, 225 yards, so just barely going under this number. Uh, That's probably why the books have set it at that total. Uh, The advanced analytics rather unsightly for him this season. Number 25 in completed air yards, number 27 in adjusted completion percentage. Uh, Just doesn't have a whole lot of top targets that he can rely on week in and week out. Now, Pittsburgh, middle of the pack over the last five weeks, giving up the 16th most yards to the quarterback position. But when you do it on a per-game basis, they're only giving up 214 passing yards per contest over that five-game stretch and just 6.90 yards per attempt. Seven quarterbacks have gone under this number. As I mentioned, Baker barely got under this in the first meeting. And I think in the rematch, it's got to be somewhere around 215 to 220. So the under here on Baker Mayfield, I believe, will hit. Stay tuned for my top picks on Monday Night Football Plus. Bonus time in the NBA, college basketball, and I might sneak in an extra play for MNF as well. Number 
two. All right, let's get back to the action under the prime time lights between the Browns and the Steelers uh, in this classic rivalry. And I am going to take the over. Yes, finally an over selection on Chase Claypool, 37.5 receiving yards, minus 115 at DraftKings. Definitely one of the strongest bets on the board. Uh, you go back to week eight in that first match between these two clubs, five targets, four receptions, 45 yards. Didn't find the end zone, which has been elusive to say the least for Claypool this season, uh, who has been more of a kitty Claypool with a floating snicker bar uh, than a luxury Claypool, uh, to say the least. Uh, he has, though, been over this 37 and a half receiving yards mark in five of his last six games and 10 of 13 contests. On the year, we're going to see a lot of Greedy Williams in coverage. And Greedy uh, is always somebody who is uh, willing to shut down the opposition. He's only given up a 74.9 passer rating to his assignments, but has yielded 12.4 yards per catch. And again, in that uh, mano a mano matchup earlier this year where these two locked horns early and often, Claypool did creep over this 37.5 yards number. 22 wide receivers in total, I've gotten to at least 38 receiving yards against the Brownies this season. I think Claypool will at least replicate what he did earlier this season. Splish, splash, take a bath. Uh, and hopefully you, you won't unless you bet the under. Take the over 37 and a half receiving yards on Claypool. Number one. All right, my top bet on Monday Night Football. And again, it's bottle service behind the velvet rope at the Chubb Club. We're getting the Classe Azul. We're getting the Grey Goose. We are getting the crystal down, and we're going to drink it smoothly because uh, this one should hit, God, I hope, with ease. And it's a sledgehammer special for me, and that is Nick Chubb scoring a touchdown. Scoring a touchdown. Just, ah. TD. That's all I need at minus 115 at DraftKings. Now, if you shop around at some of the other books, uh, and I I'm going to tell you right now that, um, you know, those other books, the juice significantly higher on the touchdowns, like minus uh, 137, minus 155 uh, at some of the books out there. So DraftKings, an extraordinary value at the minus 115. Now, Chubb, did not puncture into the end zone in the first matchup in week eight. 16 carries for 61 yards, uh, had one reception for eight. And yeah, Kareem Hunt is expected to play. How much we'll see. You know, he's only played the last couple of games. He's been on the field right around 25 to 30 percent of the snapshot. And I expect a similar uh, volume for him in this game. We know that Chubb is one of the premier yak monsters in the league, setting the pace in the NFL with 4.21 yards of the contact per attempt among qualifying running backs. He's forced 55, a double nickel, and total missed tackles this season at a 26.5% missed tackle rate, which is outstanding. 37 red zone attempts. In 12 games, he's got 10 runs inside the five, which he has converted into four touchdowns. And here's really the story. It's the Steelers. Uh, the steel curtain doesn't exist. They've been replaced by the soft curtain up front as Pittsburgh has allowed a whopping 5.03 yards per carry, 157 rush yards per game, and six touchdowns over the last five weeks to the running back position. Again, 157 rush yards per game. That's insane in the membrane, insane in the brain. So I think Chubb will get in 
for a touchdown. He's going to be the centerpiece of this Cleveland Browns offense. Uh, and a little early bonus time at tape time. There was no rush yards prop available. Uh, I am itching. I am scratching. I cannot wait to see what it uh, shows up at. I would play that sucker up to like 89 and a half. I, I think it's going to be north of 90. Aratel wouldn't at all surprise me if he cracked a century mark tonight. And if you want to get in on a multi-TD game uh, for Nick Chubb, plus 420 for him to score two touchdowns right now at FanDuel Sportsbook, which I think is a damn good value. Another early double bonus time. Uh, keep an eye out, too, on his receiving yards prop. That has been a moneymaker all year long for your boy. Uh, one of the few bright spots here these last three weeks is I've been cashing consistently on it. Now, I did see, I think it was a week ago, it was a high watermark at like 15 and a half, didn't touch it. But if this thing is in single digits, and it very well could be, uh, knowing again, he only went one for eight in the first game and with Kareem Hunt back, I played it up to nine and a half. Uh, he's ran at least double-figure routes, at least 10 routes in a game now in five straight contests. So Nick Chubb, usually good for two catches a game. Uh, I think he'll have at least 10 receiving yards in this one. So, again, keep your eyes peeled for that prop when it shows up. All right, let's go ahead and get to bonus time. Uh, and if you like the same game parlays, and, and I certainly do, let's go back to that first play of the day here on the podcast. Uh, Najee Harris, 98 and a half total yards. Uh, if you don't want to bet that number in a singular form, you can bet it and separate it out and get higher thresholds and get it at plus odds. So what I mean by this is uh, if you go same game parlay at DraftKings, you know, slide that little toggle over, get in the SGP app. And when you do, you could take Harris under 84 and a half rush yards, pair that with Harris under 29 and a half receiving yards. You get that a plus 150, which is downright sexy as drippy. And I locked that in uh, currently on my spreadsheet, which you can always follow absolutely free because you should never put a pick behind a paywall at Noisy Huevos. So that's another one uh, that I really like tonight. Otherwise, uh, right now, not really touching anything. I will keep my eyes out on Baker Mayfield rush yards, uh, a guy that's had at least nine rush yards in three straight games. Usually line is like six and a half. Uh, I think he'll have a flush opportunity or three in this one where he can maybe chew up some real estate uh, with those little legs circling and maybe get you a 10, 11 rush yards and cash in on that over ticket. All right, let's go to the world of college basketball, shall we? Give me the under Wisconsin-Purdue, uh, maybe the game of the night on an otherwise light slate of contests uh, on the college hardwood. The total at 140 and a half. Pull this one from DraftKings at minus 110. I think this game is going to be slow. It's going to be methodical. It is going to be rock'em, sock'em robots in the half court. Purdue, number 201 in the nation at adjusted tempo. Wisconsin, you know they play slow under gray guard. Number 297 in the country in adjusted tempo. Now, Purdue, the most efficient team in the country offensively. Really could put ball in a basket with Ivy, with Williams, uh, with the seven-foot-four monster Zach Eady. Uh, they got scores across the board. They got depth as well. Uh, you know, Purdue shooting 41.1% from downtown, 59.1% inside the arc. However, defensively, they've had their moments where they've been a bit leaky at times. Number 60 and adjusted defensive efficiency. Not a terrible standing, but an area where they certainly need to improve. Now, Wisconsin, 
A lot of bricks laid. They build skyscrapers offensively. Number 288 in the country in effective field goal percentage offense. They're barely shooting over 30% from downtown, 46.5% inside the arc, and number 39 in adjusted offensive efficiency. If guard has any shot of keeping this game competitive, Wisconsin's going to have to control the tempo, grind this sucker out in a half court, and hope uh, balls go into basket. But Purdue will challenge enough shots, I think, to reduce this to uh, a game in the 60s in the end. So uh, I think ultimately the under 140 and a half shall prevail. Uh, Elsewhere, the Big Ten, Maryland traveling to Iowa. uh, And we got Iowa, who just doesn't really play any defense, number 142 in the country in adjusted offensive efficiency. Uh, they are a team that, it, once again, is just serving it up on a silver platter on D. Uh, Maryland, uh, I think, will get over 71.5 points at minus 115 as a result. Seven teams have gone over this number against the Hawkeyes this season. Uh, the number 43 in adjusted tempo. Maryland, over the last uh, three games, has come alive offensively, uh, scoring 1.10 points per possession. Florida, Lehigh, Brown. Uh, were the uh, opponents. So it's not like they were facing just complete pushovers. I mean, they you know hung 72-plus on the Gators. Uh, this team has been over this though, only four times this season. Uh, but, you know, I think because the pace is going to be at uh, El Rapido mode, uh, this is going to be similar to what they did in the Richmond game, which could be scored in the 80s. So I like Maryland over 71.5 points. Elsewhere, let's go to the NBA. Give me the over. Kyle Kuzma, eight and a half rebounds against the Charlotte Hornets. Kuzma's hit this over in four of his last five. He had 13 boards in the first meeting, November 22nd, against the Hornets. He played 31 minutes in that game. Charlotte uh, is dead last in the NBA in opponent rebounds per game allowed. So uh, it is a primo matchup. But again, given the hot streak from Kuzma, I think it's a double figures in the rebounding category for him tonight. And speaking of rebounds, Rudy Gobert, give me the under 14 and a half rebounds plus 100. Pull that one at DraftKings. Uh, he has been under in three of his last four, and he takes on the New Orleans Pels, uh, in which he had eight rebounds and team 10 rebounds against earlier this season. And back-to-back. So the Pels, number five, and fewest opponent rebounds per game allowed. I think Gobert's going to be close, but 14 and a half, a little too rich for my blood. That's why I'm taking the under. And that is a wrap on this solo mission of the Feed the Noise podcast. Please check out Lundy on Twitter, at Nate Lundy. Follow me there as well, at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly? It really helps out this podcast tremendously. And until next time, as always, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the noise.